And welcome to a brand new episode of Back Pass with Ras, and this is your host Ras. And with me, I've got a guest that perhaps doesn't need any introduction. And for those of you who do not know who this gentleman is, he's one of the most sought-after comedians in Southeast Asia, one of the most well-known comedians in Southeast Asia, I would say as well. A uh, person that I would say is my favorite as a stand-up comedian, or, or rather one of my favorites. I wouldn't want to say, okay, wow, well, my favorite, number okay. one. Hey, why not? Why not? It. You know, got to be honest, man. Got to be honest. But yeah, certainly one of my favorites to watch. And if you do not know, he also has a Netflix special. And um, what's it called? Everybody Calm Down, Kevin J. Yep. And that's the man we're speaking to today, Mr. Kevin J. How are you doing, Kevin? Cozy Hello. in your car? I'm doing. Yeah, I'm cozy in my car because the acoustics here is a lot better. And also, yeah, lah, I, I, yeah, some time away from the family is nice. Lah. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. As a family man myself, this is my time away from my family in my room. So, yeah. And mm. uh, it's beautiful. Going to talk to you about football. But let's just speak a bit about um, stand-up comedy. Let okay. I want you to bust some myth about stand-up comedy. Okay, sure. so one one of it is people say girls say I like funny guys. True, false? No, false. Completely false. Uh, you see what happened is yes, they do like to laugh. That is not a that is not a myth. Uh, girls like to laugh, but they also like to laugh in a Mercedes Benz. Okay, not uh, that, uh... nobody wants to nobody wants to laugh in a kanchil. Okay, nobody <laughs> wants to laugh in a kanchil. Everybody wants to laugh in a Mercedes Benz. So you know you can be funny lah, but at the end of the day, it all depends on you know on your how much money you make up. Yeah, but okay. at the end of the day, if you do like this, uh, how funny you are, so it doesn't matter. Okay, the other one is stand-up comedians have a natural sense of humor. I don't know about natural sense of humor, but I think uh, stand-up comedians deal with different emotions with humor. Like for instance, like for me, I deal with everything with humor. Like if uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. humor comes out. Uh, when I'm sad, humor comes out. When I'm angry, mm-hmm. sometimes humor comes out as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, we deal with our emotions with with humor. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I again, I don't want to speak for all stand-up comedians, but uh, that's how I deal with it. Lah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, natural sense of humor... No, uh, at the end of the day, you can learn a sense of humor. You can learn what is funny, okay. what is not. And you can learn how to make, uh, you know, to see the funny in things. Uh, but mm. that's all That's all can be learned. At the end of the day, you know, what you deal your emotions with, that is the real one. Okay. And uh, the, the third one, I see this one is beat. Now it skips my mind. I can't remember what it was, but there's the third one. Yes, um, stand-up comedians. Shit, I missed it again. Sorry. <laughs> when I when it comes back to me, I'll no, ask no. you again. Okay, let's just enough. talk a bit about. Let's just talk a bit about yourself. As well. how do you, how do you get up get into stand up comedy? How did I get into stand up comedy? I be, I just kind of stumbled into it really. Uh, Eddie. Okay. I mean, it's it's been publicized a lot. How I got. I mean, like my brother wanted me to be a stand up comedian. Yeah, uh, you I know, he always that. thought I was funny. Yeah, and then he, you know, he passed away. And mm-hmm. because of that, I thought, you know, life's too short, just go do it. Lah. So I, I just went up and 150 of my friends brought them together and did stand-up comedy. And I was really bad at it. Uh, and oh. then I learned, I learned, slowly learned, three, four years took me to learn how to become good at stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And eventually I became okay. Lah. I, then, you know, became better and better. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And was there anyone that you learned of uh, in terms of stand-up I mean, of comedy? Course, of course, you know, all the, at that time, YouTube videos and everything were coming out. Of course, you know, you you would watch uh, comedians do what they do and you learn, uh, you know, some, some, uh, this, there's Harith Iskandar as well. I used to go watch his yeah. shows and you, you, you get to see the, the inner workings on how it works and i think uh the biggest influence for me was robin williams you know rod gilbert mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Izzard, these kind of chaotic comedians which kind of uh i think best represented me because i am a very chaotic person as well especially in my head la. you know everything is very chaotic everything is like oh doop 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 so you know at the end of the day for me that worked for me all right and yeah, the third one I missed is back again now in my mind. Um, are stand-up uh, comedians always funny? No, no. Some of us are really boring in real life. Uh, yeah, are they? But, like, uh, that, that's why I say, you know, some people have this persona. Like, like for example, when you watch movies and these guys, you know, these comedians are very funny on screen. But then when you hear about their real life story, they're actually very serious people or moody yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, at the end, there's, there's a lot of stand-up comedians who are very introverted, who are very, you know, I have social anxiety when I when I meet oh. people. I don't know what to say. And I, it, it becomes very, it, it's very awkward for me to to deal with people uh, or to crowds, especially. Uh. Yeah, it, it, with crowds, like, you know, after the show when people go around and meet everybody, I, yeah. it's very difficult for me to do that because I, I get social anxiety. Like, you know, I don't know what to say. I feel very uncomfortable. I start sweating. So yeah, at the end of the day, what you see on stage is an is a personality. It's, a mm. it's not a persona. It is our personality. It's what we want to be. It's what we mm. can we can amplify on stage because we have the power of the microphone and the stage. But mm. you know, uh, what you see in real life is our fears and our emotions coming into the picture as well. Okay. And how much preparation does a stand-up comedian have to do before he goes on stage? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of preparation that happens. One is is our presentation. Uh, this thing, that one is, that one happens over the years, right? Uh, but however, material-wise, I mean, it's not like we think of it and straight away is on stage. No, we think of mm. it. Uh, we write it down. We go on stage. We do open mics. We 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 try it out. If it doesn't work, you know, rewrite or you know, throw it away or do something with it. But at the end of the day, it, it's many many times performing until one day you have enough to go on stage and do an hour show kind of situation, lah. Mm. And that as a you do you have to do a lot of observation as well of people of situations, mannerisms. Yeah, I mean, people watching is a great way to gain material. Uh, but mm. I would say it's not only about observations. It's about how you feel in certain things. Like sometimes when you see something funny, you think to yourself, oh, that's funny. And then you kind of think about it and then you write a joke about it. And mostly, I can tell you a lot of what we do comes from conversations with other people. Okay. And sometimes we we have a conversation with someone and something sparks there. And then, you know, it becomes like, oh, you know, that could be a joke. Like, that's how that's how it works. Mm. And the, it's and not the joke about sometimes... like, oh, if I look, I'm, I'm constantly... No, carry on, carry on, carry on. 
no, no, it's not like the myth is not like you go out there, you just be looking for. That's you go live your life, and yeah. if something happens, something happens. If something doesn't happen, then well, you can make you know pick something up, right? Uh, that's mm. that's the situation, lah. And most of the time, what I do is I tell stories. I tell stories about uh, you know, this thing, and it's it's about creative writing, like how you write a movie. It's not about mm. you know. It's not about how they wrote Iron Man. Yeah, it's based off a comic book, but how they wrote the comic was someone's imagination. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah. it works. And the jokes that you tell that uh, they might be self-deprecating or supposedly uh, something from your past. Are they really real mm. or you know these are Most... just your creative expression? I would say ninety percent of them are real. Mm. Did happen, but with a lot of Creative additions, hmm. you know, like, like the one on the a lot on of, the video uh, tape. Oh no, that was hundred percent true, bro. That that actually oh. did happen. My dad it actually did happen. Okay, joke. the the first time I told that joke, yeah, that actually happened. Uh, it's and, and my dad at the end actually did say, "Wait, the creature from hell is not even out yet." Uh, but yeah, it, that was that actually happened. But of course, the em- embellishments over. When I tell the story, it's it's not just point A, point B. I go point C, B, A, Z everywhere, lah, and then come back to the story, right? But yeah, the some of it was embellishments, but the facts are true. The the points are true. Hmm. Most of the shows are in English, but if you were to do it in Tamil or Malay, would you be comfortable? I know you've done, done something in, in Tamil. Ah, uh, not Tamil. No, yeah, Malay. I've done it in Malay. It's very difficult. I have to say because I think in English, so I have yeah. to translate back, and then you know this thing, and then and then the joke both ways. Right? I have to translate, go out, come back, translate again, then think about what to do next. But, uh, yeah, it is difficult. Tamil is going to be very difficult because I hardly speak Tamil. Okay. Uh, I can speak Tamil. It's not that I cannot, but my understanding is better than my spoken. Mm, Because I, get it. I know what words mean, but for me to mm. find the right word at the right time, that takes time. So mm. you know, it, it it's easier for me to understand than it is for me to speak. Okay. Because of lack And, of practice, obviously. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. And also, I've I've read something on your post that uh, one of your Facebook posts that speaking about football gives you a lot of joy. Oh yeah, I mean football. So how football did this love for Pakistan? I mean, okay, football for me has been. I love football. I love. Uh, I I started the 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 love of football when I first time I saw Eric Cantona play, right? Oh, okay. that was that was the first time, and it was Liverpool versus Manchester United. I remember. Uh, I was not the mm. FA Cup final. It was a different game. Okay. Uh, my dad he, is a Liverpool was it the supporter. One that he came back. So, his, uh... in a lot of ways, because my dad was because my dad was. Came back from yes, coming back from his suspension. Was that the game? Yes, no, no, no. Was, I think before, before the suspension. I think this oh, was when they first signed him. I think it was okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was ninety four, I think. Uh, hmm. but yeah, I was I was fourteen years old, and uh, I I my my dad was a Liverpool supporter. So okay, because of spite, I supported nice. Man United, right? Uh-huh. But when I saw him play. I fell in love with the game, like you know the the way he dribbles, the way he this thing, and I I can tell you like uh you know it's not only uh, 
what do you call it, uh, Eric Cantona. Of course, there's others which we will get into later. But the yeah. first time I saw Eric Cantona play, I I fell in love with his game. Like you know, he chest chest puffed out, collar yeah, chest puffed out, you collar, know, uh, style, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, I understand. Style. If you score goal, if you want to celebrate, if you just look everywhere, you know. And I was like <laughs> thinking, like, wow, this is damn good, right? And all, I mean, all, all on the wing was Kanchelskis. Yeah, uh, we Geeks. had uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Lee Sharp. I mean, Lee Sharp was yeah. Lee Sharp was left back, and uh, you know, we had Michael at goal. I think at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah. And up front, up front, we had uh, Mark Hughes. Yeah. I believe, and he, he, you give him the ball in any position of the score. So yes. you know, it felt like wow, this was a good team. This was a good this thing, and I, I, I never regretted supporting Manchester United until the last few years. But you know, so like you know, it, that that for me was the start of the love affair. In fact, at fourteen years old, I, I wanted to play football, right? So I and I mm. and I got really good at it, I guess, uh, in a way. Because oh. I played for, you know, I, I played for my school. And oh, then, nice. uh, yeah, but the only problem is my school got thrown out from the league because we punched the referee. But that's a whole different story. I didn't punch the referee, not me. The 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 other the other fellow punched the referee. Because the fellow gave, gave us a red card, which we shouldn't have got a red card. So, okay. we punched the referee, we got thrown out of the league. But uh, then, when I went to college, I wanted to play football. But uh, I didn't. I got in, but they made me third choice left back. Then I tried mm. for goalkeeper. They made me, and I was much better than the first choice goalkeeper. Mm. But they, 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 they still relegated me to third choice. So I thought, okay, lah. Why, why should I be here? Then I, I joined rugby instead, which oh, okay. basically rugby that nobody wanted to play. So, like, uh, I had straight away first team. So college in a, this was college in the UK. Knee. Oh, in the UK, in the UK. Mm. Yeah, and you broke your knee. Oh dear. So yeah, I broke my knee. Yeah, then then after that, you know, like downhill from there. Yeah, I understand. I came from a rugby school as well, and they scrapped football as a co-curricular activity because they wanted everyone to play uh, rugby. Oh, okay. So which school? Which school? Yeah. In uh in Singapore called Saint Andrews Secondary. Oh okay 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 okay. Ah. Yeah. So, so you know we became uh some of us became rebellious and anti rugby for some time until I got much older and I appreciated the game a bit more. <laughs> But yeah, with some similarities there, and also yeah, you do you still play at the moment? I play futsal lah. I mean, I wouldn't say I play football. I think football for me might be a bit tiring now, especially if you see the picture there uh, behind you. That was me at uh, 120 kilos. I think very difficult lah. But now at 95, maybe, maybe a little yeah, less. Kudos to you, man, for losing all that weight. I think well done. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of hard work lah. But sure, yes, of it, it was. Of it's course. a good feeling lah. Yeah. yeah, I can understand. And what what were your earliest footballing memory? I think you've just mentioned about Cantona. If you look outside of um, outside of Manchester United, you had any other footballing memory? Outside of Manchester United, I think in school when we used to, I mean, you know, play football and everything. I used to be 
a bit kaki tempang lah you know kaki bangku a bit okay. so they always put me on goal because I was a bigger kid they always put hmm. me in goal uh, and I enjoyed being a goalkeeper actually I was I was pretty good at being a goalkeeper I hmm. uh, one thing I could do was you know fly around a little bit more and yeah yeah but I I think when we used to play like you know just just put the shoe Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah. situation. That was my kind of first entry into football, lah. In a way, mm. but, but to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't notice football as much before. You know that that 1994 game was because mm. I'm in study kind of situation. Also, it didn't help that I got thrown out of school, lah. So you know, at at, at that time. Now again, a whole different story. But uh, yeah. so I. I didn't really have time to go watch TV, watch football kind of situation. So every time my father puts on the the, the football game, that's when I could watch. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean those days, yeah, we hardly go there. We hardly get every match shown live yeah. on TV, and it was yeah. only one I mean, game you, a week. Yeah. Yeah, and and even, even that one game like a week was sometimes just for highlights today. Even yeah. that one game a week, sometimes just so highlights, and then you you had to wait for match of the day or something. Yeah, yeah. And I I remember I used to check on teletext for the latest scores. We didn't have live score yes. on our phone, so yeah, check on teletext for the latest scores, the latest news on what's mm. happening. I had so, to wait yeah, for the newspaper those... the next day. Ah, uh, newspaper the, as well. Thing... Yeah, but before that, I didn't care about football. I didn't care about. The scores mm. I didn't care about because I didn't support the team, right? So yeah, mm. I didn't care after that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, after that I started caring. Okay, and which you which would you say is the best United team you have seen? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. The reason I say that was because the ninety nine team. Uh, I saw them live when I was in the UK at that time, and oh. uh, yeah, that probably by far. With goals in midfield, uh, Giggs on the left, Beckham on the right, uh, you know, uh, what call it, uh, uh, Cole and uh, Andy Cole and um, York, uh, York Cole and York up front, uh, Keane, uh, Gary Neville, uh, what you call that, uh, uh, Ronnie Johnson, mm. goalkeeper, Jeff yep. Michael. Yep. Dude, that yeah. team cannot do wrong. That team cannot do wrong. That was. The by far the best United team ever, like I mean mm. that I've seen lah. I mean, I mean before that with uh Poboski was good, Ketelskis was good, uh Lee Sharp was good, Paul Parker was good. But at the end of the day, that whole team when you look at the team that I've seen, oh yeah, the '99 team was was pretty good. 2008 was pretty good as well. Yeah, when you had Rudy, then- you had Ronaldo. Uh, you know, Patrice Evra, uh, Vidic and Rio, and Van uh, yes. Nistelrooy up front, and then you, sometimes you had Bobatov as well. Yeah, Tevez, yeah, Tevez as well. Van Nistelrooy had already left. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nistelrooy had already left. No, uh, it was Tevez, Rooney, yeah. and, and uh, who was the third floor? Ronaldo. Ronaldo Yeah, uh, these three was pressing Louis machine. Saha, Louis Saha as well. Louis Saha on the bench. Yes. Uh, no, that one, that floor was made of glass. When he, yeah. He'll get up in the morning, brush his teeth, get injured. Yeah, unfortunate. For me, I think my favourite United team would be 94. I've always got a special okay. place in my heart for the 94 United team. 
because uh, you know I started sporting in 91 so this is the jersey okay. from that season and um, yeah so the 94 one they won the double they could have won the domestic treble yes. as well they lost the league cup final to Aston Villa so yeah that, that one you know is a special team because you, that team could play if you wanted to play and then when you had people like your Vinnie Jones and all visiting or or they are visiting Vinnie Jones in the uh, Wimbledon they can scrap it with them they are all these rough fellows you know yeah. Mark Hughes Paulins Roy Keane all these guys you know could could be in for a scrap and they can also play so I think that's the beauty of that 94 team and the 99 one you've oh. mentioned I think the first time ever perhaps uh, a team that a club had this much squad depth I think that was also crucial in winning yeah, the treble yeah yeah because in back in those days yeah. you know most of the times we had uh, earlier days we only had two subs then it became three subs and uh, you didn't so teams didn't really rely too many on uh, on too many subs and having a deep squad and uh, yeah. sir alex ferguson beat that trend and he got that and and it was so dramatic that season you know it wasn't easy at all uh, much like, i mean as opposed to city's treble Ours was so dramatic, wasn't easy at all. So many yeah. obstacles, tough teams to face. Not, you know, you don't get teams that you're gonna hammer five nil, six nil every week. Uh, the title race went down to the wire. The drama of the FA Cup semi-final, Champions League as well. All the we we kept facing strong teams from the very start of our Champions League campaign. So that was. That was some uh, fairy tale, some kind of Hollywood story in the end, you know. In 1990, yeah. no, it was 1999. Was like emotionally was very good, you know. Like it, everything yeah. felt like. Remember when we uh, the the like like 99? Then the finals itself was was the thing, and then the FA Cup also was a problem. Uh, yeah. and then Newcastle pushed pushed all the way. Was it Blackburn or Newcastle? Newcastle. 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 Newcastle pushed all the way. It was down to the wire as well. And uh, at that time, Beckham also was, you know, the most hated person in the world. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah Beckham was also yeah. the most hated person. So that was a special season. And like you say, everything fell in place for us that season. Yeah. And so it became a perfect season. And that's difficult to emulate because... I think the 2008 squad probably is stronger because of what they did after 2008 as well. You know, winning yeah. more trophies, getting to the final of the Champions League again. Uh and then in 2011 again they went to the Champions League final albeit a bit of a bit of a different side that one but still you know and also before 2008 they had they already won the league. So they yeah. they made it a treble uh rather triplet what 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 do we call that three premier leagues in a tight in a row for a second time in a row so yeah that yeah. was a for, for me i think that was a stronger team because of the legacy uh than mm-hmm. 99 because 99 they won the treble and then it seemed to be you know it fizzled out we won the premier league twice in a row but then nothing much beyond that there wasn't you know a follow on follow on from okay, winning we, the treble we, let me ask you a question if 2008 United versus 99 United who do you think hmm. would be? but I, it'd be a bit odd because some of the players in 2008 played in 99 as well 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, well, okay, this you, is tough. Uh, you, I mean, you, yeah, but I would say 99 would win. I the reason being, I think they had more um of a team rather than mm. in 2008. They had a lot of individuals, which was Rooney, Tevez, uh, this uh, what do you call it, Ronaldo, uh, yeah. Evra flying down the wing, but with Cole and York and uh can uh Cantona and you know the it, it was it was a different team like you know the, the 99 team the, the class of 92 were together at that time yeah. right yeah. and that team really brought that together they played as a team hmm i get what you mean yeah i get what you mean i agree yeah yeah but yeah perhaps what you say is true yeah now that you say it yeah And moving yeah. on from that, let's talk about underrated title-winning teams. Who do you think, which season you feel was an underrated title-winning team? Not just United, right? No, United. United, uh, okay. Yeah, I because we won I the most. I said 2007. 2007. Oh no, the okay. last one, 2013. Okay. 2013, the last one we're going to see. The one that we won the league. Yeah, the last one we ever saw. That that team, only God knows how he won the league with that team. And by that the margin as no, well. I mean, it, wasn't a, really, it wasn't like we won it by a point or what. No, we won it by quite a big margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won it, he won it properly, you know. Like, there's no Cleberson was in the team. Uh, no, no, no Cleberson. Cleberson left. Rooney was in the decline. Yeah, the, Yeah, oh, Clemson left already. Decline. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What was the other fellow's name? The the other fellow. Uh, Cleverly is it? The other fellow was in midfield. Anderson, ah. Uh. Tom Cleverly. Ah, uh, Anderson. No, Anderson, Anderson was, was there. there, so right. Yeah, Anderson was there, correct. Ah, uh, and he won it with Anderson. Can you believe that? And uh, what Rooney was on his decline. Uh, what Evra was getting old. V- Vidic was old already. Uh, hmm. Rio left, right? Rio, no, no, no Rio was still there, Rio but did. but he was here. No, 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 Rio released. was still there. Yeah, Rio also was like what forty eight years old at that point. Uh, right back Gary Neville was probably running around his wheelchair. Yeah, already then, retired. Like you know that team. Yeah, so all retired. All like Valencia. Ashley Young also was there. Ashley oh, Young, yeah, was Ashley there. Young was good, lah. Ashley Young, that time was good. But yeah, Kagawa was I, there. Kagawa hardly played, lah, dude. Yeah, Kagawa. When he played, oh, I, felt... I loved him. I love uh, yeah. Kagawa. Yeah. But I don't know, lah. I mean, I don't know why. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, Ferguson bought him. To be honest, my but, my yeah, belief is, I, if I, Ferguson I had stayed, if Ferguson had stayed for another season, I believe he would have sold Rooney. Mm. And Kagawa would hmm. have been like a main focal point for that team. The number ten. Yeah, as yeah. a number ten. So I, he went I feel to, he went back to happen. Dortmund and did really well. He mm. went back to Dortmund and did really well. Yeah, and and we had Chicharito. That guy was like scoring yes. goals coming off the bench, super sub. Every time we brought him yeah. off the bench, he would score. Danny Welbeck. Yeah, nah, I, Welbeck I, was I, yeah. Yeah. But for me, I feel uh, an underrated team that won the league would have been the 2002-2003 one. We had Veron okay. in there. Rio, Rio's first yes. season for United. 
Mm. Laurent Blanc was still there. Bates in goal. Yalah. Diego Forlan. Penisteroy oh, was... Forlan, Forlan. Forlan was one of my... Crazy my, season. My, 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 my... One of my favorite players. Hmm. But China. the problem was he could not play in Manchester United. He went back. I remember they, they, then he went back to... He uh, went to Spain, uh, yeah. Villarreal. And yeah. was the yeah. top scorer. Yeah. yeah he, he went back to Villarreal, yellow submarines, and he became the top scorer. Yeah. Villarreal and... Uh... He won a lot yeah. after he left United. He went to Villarreal, became top yeah. scorer, went to Atletico Madrid, won quite a lot. And then for Uruguay national team as well, he won the Copa America and also... Yeah, yeah he had a good career after United, but I think maybe just... Maybe wrong wrong timing, wrong... Uh, He came at the wrong time. Maybe he wasn't mature yeah, enough, probably. perhaps. And that's where maybe at the time at United helped him in his maturity. To go on and achieve greater oh, heights. But then the thing, the thing was because when before he came to uh what do you call it uh Man United he was doing quite well uh in Spain as well. In, no Uruguay but, he was yeah, in Uruguay. He, he, just, he was in Uruguay. Okay, but he was he was scoring goals for fun there. I mean, that, but then yeah lah, Uruguay league maybe lah. Yeah, I remember uh, being excited when he came because I thought he would be the this thing, and then he was so bad, <laughs> like you get. For me, one of the most underrated players in Manchester United was Dimitar Berbatov. Mm. Like, he, everybody hated him. I remember at that time, everybody hated him. But he was so good. Yeah, he no, because he won't chase a ball, he won't do anything. Yeah, but the ball come to his feet, wow, that can do magic with the ball. Yeah, especially after when, you know, in our recent past, when you look at all the forwards we had, you will begin mm. to appreciate Berbatov even more. Yeah. Where you had people like Lukaku who can't even control the ball. Oh, and, and then you see Berbatov, the way he silky touch on his silky touches on the ball, you you just begin to you know appreciate that even more. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I love Veron. So I thought it was a class. I like Veron, I just didn't like what he did. La. I did I didn't like that he, you know, just straight away went to uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Like Even he, he yeah. admitted he shouldn't have done that. But then, bygones are bygones. Yeah. I mean, same with Tevez, I went to City. But then, yeah. I mean, after looking Tevez at the also, story, you understand why he went. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, who would you say were overrated players from this era, the 90s and the 2000s? This one, I can open it up to overrated, anyone. Overrated, huh? Can mention anyone, not just not just a United player. I think Luis Saha was pretty overrated, but then was he even rated at that point? Because I remember him being like, uh, he's constantly injured, constantly yeah. this thing. This is going to be controversial, I think, but uh, Roy Keane is Roy overrated. Keane. Roy Keane. Oh. No, look, great player. I love that he played for Manchester United. I think this thing, but I mean, he's a great captain, but I feel like he was way too emotional. Every time he was way too emotional. Like he mm. would, he would, I mean, I understand that he instills that, 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 that sense of, uh, Beauty and blah 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 and all that, but sometimes you feel like, hey, calm down, lah. 
yeah like you know i feel like he had too much fight in him mm. and sometimes he let he, he let the team down more than any other uh members of the team when he gets a yellow card when he gets a red card right some games yes i agree like for instance the semi finals of the 99 this thing where he he took the challenge he took the yellow for for you know the this thing and got banned for the final mm. fine i i can understand that part but sometimes unnecessary yellow cards unnecessary red cards in in a game that you think like if you just control yourself little bit uh, you you can and and the thing is that yes he does some games some games he does get the whole of the game and 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 single-handedly wins it for uh man united but mm. sometimes when he loses control he can single-handedly lose the game also and destroy okay yeah i yeah. understand what you mean that's yes, why i say but, it's con- controversial uh, la. yeah wait, controversial don't get me wrong i still love him i will love him until this thing but i understand why uh you know uh ferguson got rid of him mm. okay on that point also because some people might might say that even cantona was a bit oh, yeah, 100% but yeah. but the thing with cantona is that he will deliver no matter what he would do some stupid stuff but he will always give you like like you see like right now right right now Rashford is that person. Rashford is the one where he's not playing well, he's not doing anything, but you cannot take him out of the team. You cannot sub him. Why? Because one moment he will do something to win the game. And he was the creative spark that we needed. Roy Keane was never a creative spark. He was the workhorse of the team. Yet somehow, sometimes he 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 worked on the wrong things. You understand what I'm saying? Like Cantona yeah. His job was to be creative. His job was to pass, to to shoot, to do the magic that he does. That was his job. Roy yeah. Keane was never about the magic. He was always about the heart, right? But sometimes the heart was not where it's supposed to be. It's somewhere else. Like the one where he went and tackled uh Harlan. I mean Harlan Flaw. Uh, yeah lah, Harlan. Yeah, Alfie, Harlan. Harlan. Yeah, yeah he broke his leg and stuff like that. No, fair enough. But w- what happened to that game? Yeah, we drew. He got. He got. Yeah. There, there were actually you mentioned about Roy Keane. The one that comes to my mind now is the one we lost to Newcastle in Saint James's Park, where he got sent off for fighting with. Okay. Alan Shearer. He threw the ball at Alan Shearer, and then he couldn't, he couldn't stop. Yeah. And the referee sent him off, and then we we lost the game. We were losing at at that point. I think we were losing four three. Yeah, we were probably already losing four three. But mm. yeah, probably if he had stayed on and yeah. maintained, I mean, think uh, if he didn't get something. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 about losing control also, lah. I mean, you you claim to be the captain and uh, you know, want to, you know, help the team, but you don't. You at the end of the day, you let down the team. Yeah. All right. Now moving on from United, let's go to international tournaments. Are you a big fan of uh, okay. World Cups, the European Championships, stuff like that? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I I make it a point every World Cup to watch as many games as I can, mm. as and many as I can. Yeah, almost every day I'll be up watching the games. 
favorite international team? Uh, unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a masochist, so I am a fan of England. Oh dear, <laughs> they have let me down so many times. And uh, favorite World Cup then is that 1990? I would say favorite World Cup would be, I mean, I can tell you my least favorite lah. The one with Spain won. Uh, okay. my favorite World Cup would be. Actually, the first World Cup I ever watched was the one where Roberto Baggio, uh, uh he 84. he won it for Italy. Eighty was it eighty four? No, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. That, did, I remember that. That was the first Italy, one. Unfortunately, he didn't win it. Yes, at the end he 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 missed the penalty at the end. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I I I that was uh that for me that. I have to say my first love lah. That would be my first one and my favorite. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, Bajo is my all-time favorite player. Yeah, yeah. Bajo, Bajo, come close lah. Come close. I think. I think. The my my favorite players never played for international teams. Ah. Uh. uh David Ginola. Okay. Uh, Eric Cantona, okay. and uh, well, Thierry Henry did lah. So yeah, that that would be. Uh, actually, when you that were saying, my favorite player, when like, you're talking about overrated players, I felt maybe you might mention Thierry Henry. Really? Ah, no lah. Thierry Henry was really good. Too, he's underrated if anything. Okay, I don't know. I I felt he was a genius on the ball. Uh. I I don't know. I for me, I felt like Terry Henry. Perhaps he didn't do as well in big games. He didn't do so well. What? Sorry. In big games. Ah okay. No, I I felt like he carried that that invincible team. Hmm. A lot. I mean, okay lah. Overmars and Beckham was there, but. No, there I mean, no, you know, uh, in a lot of sense that there, they, had a, they had like a st- solid team. Like, they had brilliant team. Patrick Vieira. Yeah, they had a solid team. And then when yeah. you talk when you talk about France at that time also, mm-hmm. I think the one that, we, that they won the first one, yeah. that that team was really good. Uh, with, uh, what do you call that? Him yeah. up front. I mean, okay, the first one they won, he was playing on the left. And then he, won, he went to Arsenal and became a striker. Yeah. Right, and then the second one, he became a striker. Then they lost massively. They lost to Senegal. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was also one of my favorite World Cups. But yeah, not not as an Italy fan lah, but as a neutral favorite World Cup. Look, the, remember the timings of those matches? Yep. Solid. Yeah. For us. For us yeah, in, yeah. That was uh, it, this part of the world. It was it was decent time in the morning lah. Yeah. You could watch every single game and not lose sleep. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I mentioned your favorite players, David Ginola and Robert, and Cantona didn't get along. They didn't get they didn't get along with the coach also. That's yeah. why they, they didn't play for the the team, right? Yeah, uh, I remember Cantona had a massive fight with the coach Ginola also but two of the best players in France if they would have played for France at that time easily would have won the World Cup but they they 
there was that drama about missing the World Cup because of Ginola losing the ball and then Bulgaria going on a counter-attack to score and knocking France out of the World Cup. So, that there's that drama. So, that was the underlying drama. And since then, Ginola didn't get selected. Cantona was selected. But he actually became captain of France until the Kung Fu kick. Yes. Then he lost his uh, captaincy no, and his place in the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apart from the fight that he had with the coach Osola at that time. Mm. And now let's speak about today. The United of today. What are your Amen. thoughts? Why? 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 <laughs> there's, there's nothing to think. I think this United team is... is. Do you feel I like it's a... Uh, it's I, think, a big... I think we've been very unlucky. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we've been unlucky. But also, Sorry? you feel like it's a story that you've already seen before unfolding again? No. No. I think this is very different. I think uh, what's happening now, I mean, it, it's a, it's it's two things, right? One is unlucky. Uh, the, the the results have not been going for us. The the refereeing have not been going for VAR or some more. And injuries. Injuries is very important because I think, uh, you know, without the, the first team back four, it's very hard to win games. It's very hard for Ten Hag to do what he wants to do. It's mm-hmm. very hard for... Uh, you know how, like you know, Liverpool last season were crying with the fact that Van Dijk was out for majority yeah. of the season, and they were like, "Oh no, we cannot play like this." Blah blah blah. We're midfield, double pakai, and all that. We're going through the same thing. Why? Why is it any different, right? Uh, and then, and then you have the fact that I think Ten Hag wants to play a certain way. He didn't get to play it last year. He switched. This year, he's playing through the bad form, and I don't know. If you remember when Sosjai was your coach here, and when we had bad results, he always said that it will get worse before it gets better. Hmm. And that's the same thing that's happening now. It's getting worse before it gets better. And it will get better. Not this season, but next. We need to play through this. Well, that's a good... uh, I would say we've been very optimistic because... uh, most United fans have been very negative because of all that's been going on. Also on the on the topic of the ownership, where do you stand on it? Glazes out, obviously glazes out. Uh, there's there's no point. No, I mean, look at what happened in Newcastle, right? Mm-hmm. They had an owner, Mike Ashley, who was an idiot, and he did what he did, and they were horrible. They were horrible. They didn't have any support. They didn't have anything. At the end of the day, when they cho- when they changed the owners to the Saudis, see what happened. Like they got proper uh, director of football, they got a proper uh, what do you call that CEO. They got a proper person to look over the the situation and see what happened. Like they they become a yeah. football yeah. team. Did they change the players? No, not many. They bought a yeah. few, but at the end of the day, they they bought sustainably. And you know the place that they bought, the coach that they brought. They change the style of play and they are much better for it. So in the same vein, I think United definitely needs that more than a change of coach or a change of players. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you on that point because I think that's what is letting us down a lot. That lack of strategy, lack of cohesiveness behind the scenes and also expertise, I say. Because I don't think we got the right people in the job. And they're just doing the best they can. Probably. No, I don't think so. 
you don't think they're even doing the best they can yeah i i think the scouting is bad i think the yeah yeah you know when you when you take the coaching the coaching i i i have uh, i mean i have faith in ten hagla and his coaches i think that's mm. fine but without the facilities to do what you want without the 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 mm. it's it's not ten hag it's above him right when even in yeah. ajax uh he had he had overmars there he had overmars. uh you know Vendessa. the 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 vendes vensa and all these people to support him and here we have richard arnold and uh, the other fellow what's his name uh, john mato the other fellow john mato who i mean look they've been in the job for 2 years they've been better than edward wood yeah but being better than edward wood is not enough you need to be the best in class you need to be the yes. best in class you need to be yes. you know paul mitchell you need to be you need to be you remember the chelsea when abramovich was there that lady what's her name katrina something something uh yeah. she was a great director of football uh, i yeah. don't know what happened to her because she's russian but you know the moment she they lost her god finish correct correct and also liverpool had some and i believe the the ones that liverpool had are available for hire so you know go for it man but again yeah. if you don't i mean the club is not run properly then you won't get all these hires in place and they will be hiring people that they trust and are probably yes men to whatever they want to do the glazers so exactly. we are not going to I mean, get out well, of this until they get out i mean for now what we have is we have 25% sir jim redcliff who wants to make changes so we see what happens there lah I'm sure we would have been happier if the Qataris took over. Yes and no. I I mean clearly there would be a lot of you know people calling us oil club and all that. But I mean do you care? That's I mean you know. Yeah, I mean I would much rather be owned fully. Right? Yes. But yeah. it also has to be the right people to own it. I don't know. I don't know if the Qataris are going to run it like like PSG for instance because that's not that's not a very well run club neither. Yeah. So correct. City so, is a I good mean, club run well City, run club. City, not at first. Remember mm. they 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 went yeah. through direct football like they changing underwear like that. So <laughs> until they found this one then they yeah. started playing well. Uh, until they got the Siki yeah yeah Tiki Begristarian yeah. from Barcelona all they like, got the Barcelona stuff their bedroom stuff and then they got yeah. in Guardiola I mean Saudi the Saudis are doing it well with Newcastle because the first one they yeah. got was a very good director of football and then yeah. only they went out and said we want Eddie Howe right and mm. that kind of worked in their favor so yeah that that is the kind of ownership I want but I mean it doesn't matter who the thing is yeah you get Qatari different this Sheikh Mansour for a I don't know whether this fellow is uh what uh, no not Sheikh Mansour sorry Jasim Jasim he yeah. he doesn't seem like a serious person you know what I mean it doesn't doesn't it doesn't feel real it feels yeah. like this fellow is a fake fellow a dodgy fellow yeah it's, it feels like a scam yeah we, we've never like we've never seen him he probably could be a one of those Nigerian royalty yeah, scams there's only two in the whole of the internet there's two pictures of him. <laughs> right and yeah that's right correct we've, ne- we've never seen him 
He's never come he down to no Old also during the beating process. Yeah, he's never... Nobody's ever seen him. That's the thing. It's all done under mm. uh, through intermediaries. And sometimes mm. you feel like, uh, yeah, we want him to take over, but we don't even know who he is. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair point. So, optimism on your part for Manchester United and you feel United should just stick with Ten Hag, ride the... Write the lows now and then we'll get to the highs soon. Yeah, 100%. I don't think, honestly, for you, for this is what might be controversial. The fact that I don't think we should let go of Sojai. I think he did a really good job for three seasons. And they fired him prematurely. I think, yeah, we were doing badly. And at the end of the day, the results were not going our way. But I with Ten Hag, it's very different. I know what he's trying to do. I you can see it. You can see what he's trying mm. to do. The players just cannot yeah. do what he wants to do at yeah. the moment. But if we do what he wants to do, it will be a whole different game. Yeah. And we know what he can do. We know what he can this thing. If we fire him, who's going to take over? What? Yeah. I, I mean, I hear non-United fans who basically oh no, get rid of Ten Hag. He's not the team. But yeah, who 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 else is going to take over? What? You want to bring Pep Guardiola here? He is still going to fail. There yeah, is no yeah, difference. No, yeah, people have mentioned like Zinedine Zidane and all, but I don't think anyone in their right frame of mind will come. No, even if they come, do you think they're going to make a difference? No, no, because yeah, at the end, they want to play the way they play. Yeah, and they and, and the you know, ownership as well, as well is handy is a handicap having this ownership, and then you know they've yeah. seen also that you know how. Previous managers have come and they failed. And it's not because they failed due to their own doing. It's there are other issues in the club that's affecting them. So they know, you know, this is not probably a good club to be at, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But it is what it is. So we have to I, I believe, yes, we do have to ride the storm and stay on with Ten Hag, see how it goes. I think be patient as well. But uh but yeah. you know, football nowadays is a results game. So if results keep going against us, and you talk about being unlucky as well in many of the games that we've seen, if a decision had been made right by one of our players, we'd be talking about a, a completely different result. Because if a player, yeah, you, you so many times we've seen a player going through on goal or having a being in an advantageous position, pressing high, winning the ball. And what they do next with the ball is it's not Ten Hag's fault that you know this Who's person has made a wrong decision. One right decision, play the player through, the guy goes in, he scores the goal. We're talking about a different game already. Yeah. But and and in many also, times you get that I, kind of frustrating situations. Yeah. I, I think the 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 confidence in the team is very low at the moment. And it, it yeah, plays a moment, very yes. big role. Yeah. And it plays. I mean, it plays such a huge role that I think the team is not gelling together because of because mm. of that. Mm. They lack uh, probably because of the low confidence. They probably lack trust in each other. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. I pass you the ball, but are you going to do? And everybody's trying to you know build their own stats as well to build their own confidence yeah. to build like Rashford yeah. for instance instead of passing he's shooting because he wants to get the confidence back and the moment mm. he starts scoring goals and which is what he does he, he you know the confidence goes up he becomes much better mm. so he's trying he's trying to play for himself also at the moment mm. 
mm. which does not help the team but you want him to play well you want him to be scoring you know 30 40 goals a season mm. yeah so yes moving on from united of today top of football of today is there anything about modern football that you dislike yeah vr this <laughs> just i mean to be honest with you i think vr is a good thing it is but it's used wrongly it's used so wrongly at yeah. at, at every point i think spain has it kind of correct it, there, there's still problems in spain as well but at least it's not as bad as it is in the premier league Yeah, uh, yeah. actually outside the Premier League, I I watch Italian football as well. So mm. Serie A does it well, but okay, yeah, there are there will always be some contentious decisions, even with mm-hmm. VAR. But yeah, I feel Serie A does it well, Bundesliga does it well, Spain La Liga, all the other leagues do it well. It's just the Premier League they're just messing it up big time. It looks like you know everyone's quite inept with technology and how to use it. I think I think it's also because of the pressure there's so much pressure on the EPL that sometimes you know every single mistake is is amplified. it adds up right yeah amplified so it it becomes very they need to make the right call but sometimes they don't and that becomes you know so much scrutiny because they they need to make the right call but I guess that and also the fact that you know every single small tackle now is just becoming like you know ankle breaker Like mm. I'm like, dude, have you seen what Roy Keane does in the field? Like he would, I think if 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 Roy Keane played now, he would be sent off every two minutes. Not just Roy Keane, even people like Vinnie Jones. Or Paul Scholes. Ah, oh, yeah, you Paul Scholes couldn't tackle. Yeah, he's famous. Yeah, he, he got red cards then. Can you imagine what you'll get now? Yeah, you'll probably get jail time. <laughs> Like Casemiro is also one most targeted players, you know. Any tackle he goes in, yeah, hard. That's it. He'll get sent off. There's inconsistency I mean, about it as well. No, but the worst part is, do you see the 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 one that uh, Rashford got red card now? Yeah, I cannot argue with the fact that it was dangerous and possibility of a red card is there. And was high. I, bit, I yeah. still think it shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't have been a red card, but I can understand it being a red card. The next day, mm. Liverpool played the same game, did the exact same thing, no cards. Yellow card, only yellow card. No, no yellow card also, right? No I don't think card. he got a yellow I... card also. No, I no. believe he did get a yellow card. Okay, okay. I, but I, still I, not I, sending I... off. But still not sending yeah. off is. But he did the same thing. Yeah, he did the same thing. Correct. Is that, but how is that even worse? Yeah. Because if, no, because I mean, the, let's not argue. Reaching out to it. Mm. So yeah, and how is that not a red card? And then the one that Casemiro got a red card for, uh, other players got yellows for it also. Yeah. So at so, the end of the day, at the just... moment it does it does also feel like you know we are some kind of cursed or something. You know, <laughs> the way decisions are going against us. Yeah, I, I feel mean, no, I, on, look, on that if, note also. If on that note also, I feel the club probably should do something mm-hmm. about it, make a strong statement about it. Maybe don't don't need to do it publicly, but privately maybe have a word with the Pog Mall, the PGM Mall. I think that's what they call the Referees Association. 
or the FA or whatever. You know, have a quiet word with them and tell them, you know, come on, man. You got to you got to be looking into all these. We had so many decisions against us. You you've seen it. You know, Liverpool went out there, made a big hue and cry about it, and then suddenly, you know, every fifty-fifty seems to be going in their favor. And this is something United used to do in the past with Sir yeah. Alex. He used to make a big fuss about yeah. decisions going against us, and then and then you know then psychologically referees start giving decisions for us. Not saying yeah. it's. I mean, I guess, but. But Tenag is not that kind of manager, though. He's not going to yeah, make noise. That's He's true. not going to make noise. Yeah. But that's. I mean, they should be better, lah. It's that that the thing is the refereeing should be better. I mean, the softness of the game now is just so. Ugh. The way you look at the games now, this is it's not like how it used to be. Like how. You know, we used to watch the game, and we used there's there was a lot of talking points because you know, okay, the referee got this wrong, the referee got this right, fine. If the referee on the game got it, gets it right or wrong, that is good, that's fine, right? That one you cannot turn back and you cannot do thing. Now with VAR, you can turn back and do it. You still make mistakes though. Like yeah. how how is that? Is Possible. how is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. VAR yeah. should be helping the referees, but instead they're messing it up even worse. Um. I think the other thing I would uh, say about modern football, I think we're losing a lot of. I think we have lost not just we're losing, but we've lost a lot of, you know, this kind of magical players that we used to watch. Your Cantona's of this yeah. world, the Bajos, the play, the playmakers. Everyone's everything's very athletic at the moment in football. Yeah, I think Messi less, was the last one. Less technical. Even then, also this Messi Ronaldo thing is like. Eating on my nerves. Every other thing, every other person Why? is oh Messi. Um, your which team are you in? Your team Messi, your team Ronaldo, and all that. Just I mean, just appreciate both players. They're good players. They're great players. But I don't feel they should have won that many Ballon d'Ors in the first place because some seasons they weren't really the best in the world. And in that season, they oh, had no, a last, good season. Yeah. Yeah, they had good seasons, perhaps. Yeah, they were great players. Of course, they will still have good seasons, but their teams didn't do too too well. Someone else had a better season. Be right, give the like, give it to the deserving winner. You know, like what he used to be. Yeah, and, like the last one, like the last one, the last one. Messi shouldn't have won it. It was Haaland, Haaland, hundred percent. Hmm. Of course, as a United fan, I wouldn't say you know I I'm too glad to see Haaland winning it, lah, but. Yeah, that's an example of what of no, what I was Hull, mentioning. What Haaland did was what what Haaland did was was superhuman. Fifty goals in a season in his first season that's mad and uh, trouble trouble lah. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it, the team won the trouble. But fifty goals is is nothing but short of magic. Hmm. That also comes to another point. Uh, the the quality of defending in the football today. Is... Bad. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to. Everybody wants to play the ball now. Nobody wants to defend like yeah. they used to. Yeah. No, no pure defenders anymore. You have midfielders yeah. playing as defenders. Yes, and you got defenders playing as strikers. Because you 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 defend from the front, right? You don't you don't yeah, defend yeah, from yeah. the back. Yeah. 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 Correct. Oh, in that sense, yes. I I was more thinking of uh, defenders playing as strikers and you know skying the ball in front of goal. Ah, uh, that one yes, Osola. That's why. Yeah. That's also why, lah. <laughs> okay, last question for you. Any connection uh, with Malaysian football? 
yeah of course uh, actually i'm shooting a movie now about uh, harimau melaya uh, yeah it's it's about nice. uh, the the 2018 team uh, that made it to the afc cup mm. uh, the, the asian cup and uh, yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool uh, the story you know it, it really resonated when they got kim pangon and uh, you know how the team went from 150 something to 95 and yeah. they, they did really well i mean you know uh, i when I, i remember when i was a kid my school first school my primary school used to be next to stadium america so uh. we used to go to football matches once in a while and then when i when in secondary school i went to klanajaya and fas mm. the 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 training field was right yeah. next to my school okay and uh, i remember I, i remember every time i go to school i have to see them train lah and like uh, asma annan uh, yeah. and classic uh, david mitchell and yeah, all that yeah so the, all the players yes 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 and i mean we, we they they used to have roti canai in the mama under the under the tree near my school and yeah we used to have roti canai with them cool guys yeah but yeah. i mean you know the, those were the days lah but i think after that malaysian football took a turn for the decline uh mm. it was really bad until jdt came came to the picture lah yeah there was also the match fixing yeah, scandal that rocked the whole infrastructure of malaysian football Oh, the one that Singapore got kicked out. Yeah, that also. Yeah, and Mr. Edwards actually, I met I met the guy uh, who who was the one who was convicted, and uh, yeah, he's he's a really nice guy. He's until today, he's just like, how did I get uh, implicated in this? There's no no evidence, no nothing, because mm. he according to him lah, there was the other guy who did the met the the fixing the Michael he accepted money. Yeah, he accepted money uh, mm. to win, right? Which, to be fair, yeah. that's what you do, lah. You accept money yeah. to win, what? Right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. But the other guy who was there, who who was actually guilty of it, was he actually left already? So they could not. He was already he he left to Australia, so they could not get him. So Alistair Edwards became the 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 scapegoat oh, because guy. he was still there. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember him. Uh, yeah, Abbasad and all that lah. Yeah, go on. Abbasad, uh, Abbas, Abbas, Abbas was the the guy uh, also who was talking to. Uh, yeah, and uh, Abbas and Alistair lah. Alistair also was there, and then Abbasad, and then uh, what did you say? Fandi Ahmad, Sundramuthi. Mm, yeah, the Singapore team was was something else. They won what four zero against uh, Johor uh-huh. at that time. No, no. Oh no, they beat Selangor. Selangor. No, Pahang, Pahang. They beat Selangor in the semi-finals. Pahang. Yes, they beat yes, Pahang yes. in the final. And Selangor was the biggest team at the time, lah. Yeah, Selangor at that time uh, was yeah. the biggest team. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was some some uh, Malaysia Cup campaign lah. That one in ninety four. Yeah. yeah. Would you yeah, say yeah. you're a Selangor fan? And now? that team also was pretty good. I. I Yes, I have to be because I'm from Selangor. I guess. You have to be. If if that's if that sounds like, but if anything, I like the way JDT plays. I I like the JDT mm. team. Mm. I mean, they're like the yes. Man City of Malaysia, lah. But you yeah, know, at yeah. the end of the day, it's 
I mean, I mean, you look at the AFC Cup and everything. They are at the level of you know Japan and Korea, whereas the other teams are not. They're not even close. Yeah. I mean, Kelantan yeah, Tunganu yeah. actually comes closer now, but but no way can they you know even touch the toes of the JDT players lah at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's they're miles away. Everyone else is miles yeah. away, so it makes a very loop-sided league. But I think it's good for Malaysian national team because it, the, the most of the players are playing for JDT, yes. anyways. Yeah, seventy percent. Uh, yeah. Most of them white people, but still can. This is going to be my next point. Where do you stand on all these uh, naturalized players and? Heritage players, I guess heritage is okay. I'm fine with heritage players, but naturalized players, I'm, yeah. I'm very free on that. Naturalized, yeah. I mean, like Litak and all that. Uh, it, it was a bit weird to have, like you know, someone who's never been and have never had any connections with Malaysia. Mm. I don't know. I I feel like you know very easily we can we can train our players to be better. Yeah, we can. I agree. We have the talent. Yes, and yes. with, uh, and we should lah. We that's what we should do instead of naturalizing players to play, which I understand because we don't really have the time to to train the players to be better. But you should be better lah. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel you need to diversify the talent pool. If yeah. you get my drift, diversify the talent pool is a bit no, too no, no, saturated. Hundred percent. That's why I mean, instead of getting white people, I mean, there's 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 some really talented people in the kampongs that I see play football every day, and I think they, if you train them and you give them the facilities that they need, would mm. be so much better. Yeah, you give them the infrastructure that they need, the pathway yeah. and all that. Yeah, train them. You, certainly, I I I really feel you should invest in the youth, in the grassroots, in the youth, and then your talent will come through. You don't need to rely too much on. Yeah. Naturalizing players, it it feels a bit like a short gap, stop gap measure, and also uh, it also feels like these players are a bit of a mercenary because given a choice, they would probably play for the country of birth of their country of birth, but obviously not good enough to play for their country of birth. So here we are. Yeah. Next best is exactly. to play for Malaysia because I'm here. I've stayed here five years. So yeah, at least those with heritage I can accept because. Yeah, you know, you have a parent. They have some connection. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. connection. You have connection with the country, parent or true parent or grandparent. So yeah, that one I can I can accept. But the naturalized one, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. But I know a lot of people are saying, you know, it's okay because we're getting results right now. We're doing well. So yeah. I mean, if we naturalize the whole what Arsenal team and Arsenal come to play for Malaysia, okay, so what? Arsenal no, team, ah. No, I'm just saying, lah. I mean, you know, you can't get the Man City team because none of them are non-internationals. Yeah, they probably can be naturalized to play for UAE. Probably yes. Yeah, that that makes sense. All right, ah, uh, Kevin, it was a good, right, uh, good show. Nice chat. Nice chatting with you in your car. You've got a special guest behind you as well. <laughs> I yes. got, I got that, I got that. So yeah, big ups to your special guest, your biggest fan, I would say. It's been a, it's been a pleasure hey, speaking know, to you. you. 
thanks man so, thanks thank thank you yeah, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and taking the time to speak to me as well you know because you've been so forthcoming to no worries, no worries. appear thank on you. the show and yeah so hopefully one day we no i will come and watch you watch you live i've always watched you can, on can, tv can never watched you live soon? yeah so i will probably come and watch you live and just hopefully follow me on my person. instagram yeah i do i do just follow me on my instagram and tabin j all my shows are there and yeah get tickets la i need i need tickets please buy tickets sure we'll support you and uh, yeah yes. whoever's listening in you don't know who this guy is and what he does check out his netflix show that's for that's for starters you always check out his clips on youtube as well and uh, yeah yeah i'm sure you'll be bold by it so yes if you are if he is around in your area please go out and support him watch him live i think Thank it'll you. be a better experience as well all right so this is me ras now signing out good night and also uh happy deepavali in advance or rather in happy deepavali yes happy deepavali yeah, yeah, because this show will yeah by the time this comes out deepavali will be over but it we celebrate it for a month right kevin yes yeah, oh, sure why not let's go with that yes <laughs> because we fast for a month so you celebrate for a month or oh, that's a wrong one <laughs> Wrong, bro. Who's fasting? I never fasted. I don't know. <laughs> I just taking an analogy from a different uh, festival. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey. Cheers, man. Take care. Bye. Thanks.